Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Thought Thinkers, today I want to share that I am filled with gratitude. I want to thank all of you who listen and all of you who have been listening from the very beginning and those who are joining us for the first time. I say thank you and I welcome you to subscribe and to become a Thought Thinker. You can email runonthoughtsmedia at gmail.com. You can email think at runonthoughts.com. You can always go to runonthoughts.com to subscribe. You can email me and say, hey, help if you have any questions. You can listen from your favorite podcast homes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, iHeart, and Apple. I have such gratitude today that I am not sure how this is going to transfer over because I could just shout at the growth that we are making. We're just a small family and I am actually comfortable with us being a small family because if you help one, you help all. Because if I help you help yourself, then you go out into the world as a healthier version of yourself. So what are we going to be talking about today? Today, I'm keeping it simple, but not so simple. What stops you? Today's episode is entitled, What Stops You? And I want you to stop and I want you to breathe because I want you to really think about what stops you. What stops you from what you say? What stops you from living the life that you want to live? What stops you from being your authentic self? What stops you from standing up to people? What stops you dot, dot, dot? There are so many questions and answers around what stops you. And today I want to unpack that and I want to share some of my experiences and hopefully give you insight and the strength to be who you are the strength to stand in your own light, in your own light. You don't have to walk through life with your head down. You don't have to be unseen. You don't have to listen to the naysayers. You get to be your authentic self because truthfully, there is no other path to joy. There is no other path to enlightenment. You cannot be a true giver or servant without being all of yourself first. Because if you do not fill up you, there is nothing to give, thought thinkers. Nothing to give. So think about that. Because that is what I really want you guys to think about. The reason why I call you guys thought thinkers is because here we are thoughtful. We are not trying to be critical, but we are thinking critically, right? We are thinking. We are thinking about our lives. We are thinking about how the lives we've had as children serve us now and how we can 
unpack that, right? All of these things that we feel are in our mind, right? They're in our mind. We exist with them and we have to change our brain waves and we have to change our perception in order to be a better self. What stops you? Today, I ask you, what stops you? Who stops you? Where do they stop you? How do they stop you? Why do they stop you? Right? Have you been influenced by society? Of course you have. Have you been influenced by traditions and social norms? Of course you have. Have you been influenced by family, by friends, by the list goes on and on and on. We have all been indoctrinated into a system that oftentimes needs us to fit into one box, right? And if you don't fit into that box, it can breed insecurity. It can breed hopelessness. It can tell you that the you that you know you are inside will not be accepted by the outside, right? Our parents do this to us. And I don't think all are trying to hurt us. I think some of us think that we'll be happy if we are accepted, if the world accepts us. Because if the world accepts us, they believe that we will have an easier time in life. And I'm here to tell you that I, in particular, don't want an easier time in life. Easy come, easy go. I want an authentic experience in life. But when people have struggled and they see the other struggles of other people, they oftentimes don't want you to go through that. So they need you to cower. They need you to play small. They need you to fit in. They need you to do all of these things in the hopes that you will have an easier life, right? So I'm going, have any of you ever been bullied? I haven't really been bullied because I'm not necessarily afraid of people. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I can't really fight, but that's why I had cousins. They just did to do. I had cousins and I had a sister who would take you down. So I just got to be my authentic self. But I'm not afraid of people, if that makes sense. I If I got to go toe-to-toe with you, I will go toe-to-toe with you. And I also create boundaries. Because I can't fight, I have strict And I have clear boundaries about who I am, what I am, why I am, what I will accept, what I will not accept. And the crazy thing about creating boundaries is that creating the boundary in your head is not the hard part. It is the consequence of the boundary, right? If someone does something to you and you have a boundary, it's not just the words. Now you have to do the thing because the boundary is not necessarily for the other person. The boundary is about what you will put up, about what you will take. And so when someone disrespects your boundary, then you have to do what you said you were going to do. If the boundary was don't curse at me, if you curse at me, I will leave, then you must leave. Because if you do not leave, then it was not a boundary. And then we begin the process of teaching people how to treat us. And we don't want that, right? And too many of those will have you asking yourself, what stops you? What stops you from leaving, right? Because that's it, right? 
The boundary that you've drawn is not as important as the fear you feel or the consequence of having to leave that relationship. Maybe that person, well not maybe, I'm sure that person serves you in some way doesn't have to serve you healthy right it's kind of like food the food doesn't have to be healthy to be good or or it can make you sick after but there we are still going to get those french fries if that makes sense so i want to start with what stops you from your past right because that is what we are about we are about unpacking traumas that we have experienced while growing up and we want to see how those traumas serve us, right? So here we go. What stops me from being more adventurous, right? I am not adventurous because I believe that I need to have a sense of control because I didn't have any control when I was a child. Losing my mom, even before that, I didn't have any sense of control because I have always been this Marshall inside, but I couldn't necessarily show her outside because I lived in environments that were unhealthy. And even after my mother died and we were moving around, we never had a real say-so in where we went and what we did. There was no therapy. There was no healing. There was, there was nothing so as I grew, I need stability in order to feel safe. That is why even I asked yesterday on Facebook, am I the only one who puts up her laundry? And I know my why. I was just having fun. But the truth is, it's more serious. I need order in order to feel at peace. I need to have control over my life. And when things are out of order, I oftentimes can look into the future and I can see them getting more out of order. It's like people who pay something on the bill. I get it. If that's all you have, if that's all you have, then that's all you can do. But to those who started off that way and now are in a better situation and you still put something on it, the problem with putting something on a $150 bill and you put $50 on the bill, there's still $100 left. So when next month's bill comes and it's $150, now you have a bill for $250. So if you didn't have it before, now you got to put something else on it. So now that the bill is $250 and you put $100 on it, now the bill is $150, you get next month's bill for $150, and now the bill is $300. And if that continues, now when the bill is in the thousands of dollars, you are in over your head. And that is where I never want to be with the bills, with the laundry. I try to do everything that I say that I am going to do. And I recognize that it is from a place of trauma and it is from my childhood. Now, with that, this is why I ask you to unpack it. Not necessarily because something bad is going to happen. Something good, things that have happened to us in our childhoods, in our youth, good or bad, could still be serving us. I don't want to change the fact that I like order, right? 
It doesn't stop me from sleeping or having fun. It doesn't stop me from going out. It doesn't stop me from working, right? This pattern of order doesn't stop me from living. So because it doesn't stop me from living and I get to live in an organized home that is clean and that I get to navigate my life in a sense of peace and order, I'm going to keep that, right? I'm going to keep that. So I'm not going to stop that. But there are other things in my life that what stops you, right? Kind of like work. As a young teen mom, when you are gifted the opportunity to work and be there for your child at the same time, that is a blessing, right? So I, because I need stability, I have oftentimes been afraid to go out and seek new opportunities. And sometimes, even when I get over my fear, loved ones step in and paint a picture that says, no, stay here. Society paints a picture that says, no, stay there. Because I recognize that everything has pros and cons. And honestly, guys, that is where my joy lives. My joy comes in recognizing that everything has pros and cons. So I have to create a balance that best serves who I am. And that is what you guys have to do. But when I'm thinking about going out into the world on a larger scope, whether it be for a business that I start or to work for, for someone else or to, to use my brain at a bigger scale, I become afraid. I become afraid because I feel like I've come so far. I haven't had very many struggles since I gained this order and stability. And you don't want to lose that. But the truth is, you know the saying about, you know, what you keep out, you can't allow anything to get in. And so that is my thing, right? I can't allow anything to get in. And I want to change that and not want to change that. I am working actively on changing that. And I recognize that I have to put that fear of change and I have to move it over to the box of my life that I call needs courage, right? Because I am courageous. And I also have to recognize that the things that initially made me need stability, I don't need that anymore. I was doing it for my child. And for me, I have never made any sacrifices. Everything I wanted to do for my son, I did it. I wanted to be stable. I had no feelings about not going out into the world to be this big businesswoman because motherhood was more important to me than that. So for me, it's not a sacrifice because it was a love choice, right? But now I don't have to do that. The only person that I have to tend to is myself. And so that is why Again, it is important to ask yourself and to continually ask yourself. See, you will always be unpacking. It is like spring cleaning or it's like decluttering, right? I have a closet. It's full of stuff. And in two years, I'm trying to figure out how did I get this much stuff? It's because you keep throwing on new stuff without unpacking the old stuff. And when you unpack the old stuff, you truly can see it all. And you can see, well, what do I wear? What serves me? What doesn't serve me, right? 
And for some of us, it's hard to throw away anyway because you are mentally and physically attached to the fact that now you have agency over your own life and nobody can't tell you what to do and you can't and now you want to keep it all. Does that make sense? So once again, what stops you? What stops you? Like me, what stops me from losing weight? I have so many disciplined disciplines. I am disciplined when it comes to schoolwork. I am disciplined when it comes to learning. I am disciplined when it comes to work. I'm disciplined when it comes to my home. I am disciplined when it comes to morals, when it comes to what I will do, what I won't do. But I am not disciplined when it comes to diet and exercise. And I believe that I have shared this with you guys. Am I lazy? I'm not lazy. I'll clean all day long. Sometimes I'll start cleaning when I say I'm going to exercise, right? But I recognize that my brain is limited. I think it's because my brain has not decided that what I want to look like is possible, right? And so the problem because if you do not believe that something is possible, then you cannot attach yourself to it and do the work of it, right? Like I live in this body and I actually use the word cognitive dissonance on so many levels, right? You don't want to tell yourself a new truth. Who am I going to be if my body changes, right? I have adapted to this body. I know what clothes to put on it. I know how to dress it. I know who I am in this body. I talk about this body, right? It's a relationship. I have a relationship with this self. But the crazy thing is that as we get older, we grow. As we have new experiences, we grow. So it is okay to not be in this body. It is okay to have a better body. It is okay to recognize the hard work that it takes to get to the new body. So now I am actively working on getting a new body. And not totally like a new body, right? I don't want to be muscular. I don't want to be any of those things. I got skinny legs, no butt, but I just want no gut, right? I want to be able to pull up my pants and they zip with me not having to be a freaking gymnast to get them on. That's all. That's what I want. That's the vain reason why I want to lose the gut. I also have some health issues, right? I'm diabetic. Oh, snap. You can go purchase my diabetic handbook on Amazon. Just keyword Marshall Wilson. Back to you guys. So that's what stopped me. I thought about it. Like I said, am I lazy? Is it the limitations that I put on myself? Is it, is it the society? Have I convinced myself that this is all that I should be? Because I don't know if you guys know, but in real life, I am a bit arrogant. I love myself. I am stubborn when it comes to how and who I represent myself in the world. Nobody can't really tell me about me. Y'all can't come in and hinder me, but the truth is that that's because the damage has already been done and I'm not gonna let anyone do any more damage. As a child, the damage was done, right? So now I have to heal that part of me and I have to go out into the world and be willing to change the things that already happened, right? Because some of us are still listening to the voices. 
the voices in our head and you think those voices in your head belong to you but i'm telling you those voices in your head do not belong to you i repeat they do not belong to you those voices belong to your ego those voices belong to your insecurities. Those voices belong to peer pressure, to your mind, to your doubts, to being bullied, to your parents, to the indoctrination. Isn't it crazy that even education, right? We think about it, right? That's another thing. I feel indoctrinated by education. I am not against education, but I am against putting people into an environment where the goal is to make them obedient, right? Because in schools in America, I've never been anywhere else to learn about their school system, but it feels like they just want us to learn and memorize data, right? Because even our tests, they're usually multiple choice questions. So for me, most people really don't know nothing. They just know how to answer questions based on what's given to them. And so when I was getting straight A's, straight A's are obedient children. Those are the children who do the thing the exact way that you tell them to do the thing, right? Because I wanted validation for being a straight A student. Validation for being smart is what I wanted. But it is not the straight-A student who goes out into the world and becomes the most successful. They become the worker bees of the world. It is the C students who become the most successful because they don't necessarily like traditional learning, but they do have ideas of their own. And so they go out into the world and build these huge companies that we, the A students, go and work for. Make that make sense. So what stops you? What stops me was being obedient and needing to be validated for my brain and needing to be and always feel like I got it right. Even when it was hard, I was so hard on myself. When the truth is, I wish that I was less obedient. I wish that I was less obedient so that I could feel comfortable going out into the world of exploration and exploring and not being afraid of some of the ideas, right? There's nothing wrong with being a straight A student, but you also must be street smart and you also have, must have a sense of adventure and you also must know that you're getting the straight A's because, right, you want to get to the next level, but not because this is necessarily who you are. And I started feeling that change when I went back to college and I recognized that there were ideas and concepts that I did not agree with, right? And instead of challenging the professor, I did it their way. But I also recognized that that is not how what I believed. And that is okay. You weren't going to change my mind. I was just doing what was necessary in order to get a good grade so that I could get scholarships, so that I can win awards, so that I could do those things. But now as I'm getting older and I recognize that I am the worker bee, I no longer want to be the worker bee. Now I want to live a life of adventure. I want to have more explorations. I want to see what this mind can do. Because if I've done all this mind work, right? Why am I working with my head down? I don't want to do that anymore. So that is why I want you guys to ask yourselves these questions. When I say what stops you, it includes who stops you. Is it your mother's voice? Is it your father's voice? Is it your uncle's voice? 
Who stops you, right? It's all in your voice, but it's all in your mind and it's clouded and it's running around and it could be loud and obnoxious or it could be subtle. But who is the who that is making you question who you are? What is it? What stops you, right? Are you afraid of not having the money? Are you afraid that you won't have food or clothing or shelter? What stops you? Is it your own insecurities? What is stopping you from doing the things? In the world sometimes, I see the person who is willing to go against the grain. All of a sudden, if it works, then they weren't crazy. I saw a boy on America's Got Talent dance with one leg. And the crazy part is that now I'm thinking, well, why couldn't he dance with one leg? Why anything? Right? It's because they've told us an idea. And if you don't fit into the idea, then you should stop whatever you're doing. You should stop modeling if you don't look like this. You should stop eating if you don't look like this. Everything. But who? Remember I say to you guys, who's the who? Who's this 10-person panel that has decided what's wrong and right, what you should look like, where you should go, what you should do? I even hate the concept of looking for employment and you're trying to better yourself and get a job and people are telling you, do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mostly lie. You have to lie about everything. And then when we get the job, everybody's confused as to why corporate America's culture is so toxic. Well, if you've all lied to be here, then we don't know who you are. And why do I need to lie? Why do I need to wear a black suit or a blue suit? What the fuck does that have to do with my brain? What does that have to do with the concept? And it's like, here I go again. If I had been a successful business person and owned a company, let me tell you something. I do not need or want you to come into an interview in a black suit and a blue suit with your hair pulled back with your nail polish painted pale i don't need you because what those things symbolize is that you can be obedient but i don't want you to be obedient i want you to be a think tank and if you can't be a think tank at work then you need to be able to leave work at work and be a think tank in your own life why do you allow them to stop you what power do they have over you? What agency do they steal from you? What is it that allows you to allow them? Why? There are so many things and I'm so, I'm scared for some of you because some of it is going to be hard, but we can't keep pushing it under the rug. When do they stop you? When do you feel most small in your life? Right? Because some of us go out into the world and y'all are faking it big time. I can see on social media how many of you are faking it. And I'm talking about even some of you that I don't even know. I can tell that you are faking it. You are faking joy. You are faking success. You are faking love. You are faking all the things. And I am saddened for you because the truth of the matter is that in the midnight hour, when you are alone and you are thinking about who you are, I am sure that the only thing you can do is cry. Because when you can't be your authentic self, bitterness, right? The froth of bitterness starts to pus out of your mouth. 
And that's why so many of you are arguing back and forth and are angry and your comment section looks crazy because you are not existing in your authentic self. Where do you feel? This is why energy matters, right? This is why I control the narrative about where I go, what I hear. Even if somebody has something to talk to me about, I don't want to have a conversation about it. And some people get offended, but that's not my problem. They are used to people. They are used to being able to ask people anything. They are used to being able to tell people anything. And you can't ask me anything and you cannot tell me anything. Right? Because I have to make sure that I am readily available emotionally to receive it. That's why I control what I watch on TV. I do not watch sadness at night, right? Because I need to end my day with the same joy that I started it with. If that makes sense. I control the narrative. But in my sense of always being in a state of control, I need to recognize that I need to sometimes be willing to not be in control so that I can have new experiences. Because I recognize even in talking to you guys that what is keeping me, what is stopping me from some of the things that I want to do is that I am controlling this body. I am controlling all the things that I know about it, all the things that I have learned about me, right? Like I'm a book, but it is time to write a new book. Wow. Wow. I'm in a new stage of my life. And oftentimes I have been thrown into stages of my life and then I had to sink or swim. So I wasn't really thinking about it. So for the first time in my life, I am able to think about what I want to do next. And I realized that I've been thriving in the trauma of survival. Because if you just throw somebody into traffic or you just throw somebody into the sea and they're able to maneuver through the traffic or they're able to swim to the shore, that's not really a choice. I'm sure it's favor or God or miracle or a host of other beautiful things, but those are not choices. I was never really given choices. Life stepped in on my behalf and allowed me to get to shore, allowed me to get through traffic. But now, woo, it actually feels harder to have to make a decision. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Wow. Being thrown to the wolves is not as difficult as having to make a decision to change for my motherfucking self. I'm quiet now, guys, because... That's a realization for me that I thrive in survival mode, as I'm sure many of you do, right? I thrive in survival mode, which is why my home needs to be so well put together. I don't want to thrive in survival mode. I am grateful for the skill. I am grateful that when shit hits the fan, 
I am not disheveled, right? You can't shake me like that. But boy, oh boy, let it be calm. And I'm forced to make a decision with my brain. And I'm forced to use logic and emotion and put them together and make the best decisions for my life. Which way to go? Which way do you go when life has always thrown you in a direction? Which way do you go? Wow. Which way do you go? I got an answer, guys. I got an answer. You close your eyes. You listen to your gut. And that thing that sits there, that place that you feel most afraid of, that thing that you won't that you don't want to do because you feel stupid, because you don't know how to do it correctly. That's the direction that you go. I was getting ready to say goodbye, but I just wanna sit here for a moment in quietness and tell you guys how proud I am of you, how proud I am for how far we've come how proud I am of you that you've been living a life and existing in spite of all the things that have happened to you. I am proud of you for finishing school. I am proud of you for all the obstacles that you have overcome. I am proud of you for all the times when you've needed a hug that you did not get one. I am proud of you for all the times when you had to just do it anyway. I am proud of all of us who actually thrive in survival mode because that's the only thing that we know how to do. And here today, I want to give us all permission to love on ourselves and make choices and go on this life journey in the direction that we choose. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.